What's up, everyone? It is Thursday, September 21st, and you are listening to another long-awaited edition of the Unearned Hype Podcast. I am your host, Scott Kraft, joined as always by my co-host, Philip Martinez. And uh, it's been a long couple weeks. <laughs> I know we told you guys we were going to be back seven days later, uh, but no. then September happened. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot happened. We were supposed to do, like, a Destiny 2 stream on the Twitch channel. We were supposed to do so many things, and then, like, yep. one thing after another happened. Technical difficulties, all the, you know, all the crap that happens with this job. Um, yep. You know, so we're finally back. Glad to be back to talk about yeah, all very, the stuff we've been doing. It's a, little, it's a little early on the West Coast still, but it's not too bad. Yeah. I, I was thinking about it. Like, we should have done this yesterday, because then nothing, nothing fell through. Everything fell through for you, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> you should have done this yesterday. <laughs> but I was just like, "Nah, oh. don't worry about it." <laughs> Hopefully, it'll come back together because it, it it could mean some cool shit for the site and for listeners and readers and and whatnot. Yeah, you can't talk um, about it yet, right? No, not yet. I mean, I, cool. I guess theoretically I could, but that you know that ruins a surprise. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you, 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 you guys will know soon enough. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you mentioned like the the big thing, at least for me, the last couple of weeks has just been Destiny. Like Destiny Two came out and. That's kind of devoured most of my free time the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Like I've been been playing a lot of it. I've been writing a lot about it. Um, been you know talking to people. You know, being on Reddit, kind of seeing the responses, things like that. Uh, it's that's a fucking good game. That's <laughs> a good game, you said. I was I was really surprised. Did to you be write honest. a review? Like, yeah, I did. My review went up uh, yesterday, the day before. What did you give it? It went up this week. It's up right now. I gave it a four out of, or I guess, or no, we do ten point now. I, I gave was it a say like, whoa, four out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> yeah, it's real good. It got a four out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, whoa, what? It's, it's golf scores. <laughs> <laughs> the lower the number, the better. Yep. So an eight. No, I, I gave it an I gave it an eight out of ten. I went nice. back and and read my my review of the first one, and I read my reviews of the expansions, and kind of saw like where I was at and the things that I was mad about at the time, and um, you know that sort of thing, and and hopped online. Um, I, I don't do too much like general public research when I do reviews, just because like you know in my mind the whole idea is me being like, hey, this is how I feel about a game, and people who like my other reviews or have noticed that they tend to like some of the same games I do can then look at that and be like, yes or no. They're not necessarily looking for like general consensus. Yeah. Uh, Cause I feel like anybody could just go to Metacritic or, or open critic, you know, things like that. But I do like to have some idea just because I, I think that, you know, there's, there's always areas that we're weak in. Like in my case, I hate PVP in destiny. I hate going into the crucible. It's not fun to me. Um, and so I wanted to like, see how the rest of the community was reacting to the crucible because people who actually enjoyed that in destiny one are going to have a better idea of its strengths and weaknesses than I will. Um, it's existence is a weakness to me. Like, um, but so, you know, I, I kind of poked around with all that stuff and, and wrote up the review and, and generally like, I'm pretty happy with it. Like there's, there are some problems with it. If you go look at the subreddit for it right now, you would think that it was just a terrible follow-up because people are already starting to nitpick, you know, all the little like, well, this could have been better and that could have been better and this wasn't really a thing. And what's but like, well, I'm hmm? sorry to cut you off, but it's interesting because I wanted to just bring that up because you said that, that, uh. A lot of people I've I've read said that it's more like an expansion than an actual sequel. Oh, for sure, it, it definitely is more like a Destiny one point seven five than a Destiny two. Yeah. Um, the biggest changes for it are structural. Like it's, uh, there have been like from the top level down. I mean, it's it's little things like 
changing um, the way that they tell stories. Like now there's a lot more voice acting and a lot more cut scenes and a lot more uh, kind of passive storytelling that doesn't necessarily require the player to run up and look at a thing or open their phone and look at the grimoire cards or go look at a YouTube explainer video. You know, they, they've definitely tried to make like the story stuff easier to follow and to, to kind of keep tabs on. Yeah. Um, and then there's more mechanical stuff. They changed the way that like weapons work. Um, previously it was like you'd carry a, God, now I have to like think about how destiny one worked. <laughs> it, if I remember correctly, it was like, you'd have like a primary, a secondary and a heavy. And the heavy was generally like rocket launchers or, um, you know, something of that nature, something explosive or very over the, I think fusion rifles were one of the heavies before, um, there was a couple different, uh, you know, weapon classes like that that did like a lot of damage, um, and they were much harder to get ammo for, and then you would kind of swap between your other two that were a bit easier. Um, but this time around, like, they've, they've swapped the way that weapons are classified, they've swapped the way that, like, weapons are ranked, like, shotguns are considered the, some of the most powerful weapons in the game now, and it's kind of hard to get ammunition for them, and... Um, there's different versions, like you can have like non-elemental and elemental assault rifles and scout rifles and, and, and all different kinds of stuff. It's, it's a pretty, pretty significant change to that, at least on paper. Like when you start looking at all the different things that it would impact, you're like, wow, this, this is, I'm sure it took them a lot of work to players. It just kind of translates as like, okay, I'm using different guns this time. Um, but they, I think like the things to focus on. With Destiny 2, at least for me, you know, uh, when I was sitting down to the re do the review, it was like, what were people most mad about with the first game? And one of the most common things you heard was that there wasn't really a story. Uh, and if there was a story, they were doing a terrible job of telling it. Um, and they've corrected both those things this time around. There is there is a story. It's not a good one, but there is a story. <laughs> and they do a much better job. Like, the, the way I put it in my review is that if someone was to ask me about that story, I could give you the gist of it without having to, like, go on Wikipedia or look up an article that actually like lays it out point by point. You, you have a pretty good idea of what's happening as you play through the game. Um, but the story is really fucking bad. Like, well, only, I, I went through a little bit of it with my like extended playthrough with Bob, where it's just mm -hmm. like the aliens from the first one, the name, I don't know. I never played the first one. So mm -hmm. the aliens from the first one comes and like destroys everything. And it pretty much puts everyone back at square one and you pretty much have to save um, one of the characters from the first one, right? Is that is that you, what you actually you save you save several? Like so, okay. So the idea is like yes, you there were three, technically four different alien factions from the first game. In in vanilla Destiny, there was the Cabal, the Hive, and the Fallen. Um, the Cabal being the central villains this time around. Um, and expansions introduced another group called the Taken that are just reskinned versions of the first three. Um, and so this time around the cabal are like the, the big bad guys and they invade the tower and they, you know, burn it all down and kick everybody out. Uh, but the big change, um, or the, or the big thing that like they teased in, in the buildup for it was that the, uh, everyone was losing their light, which is a, you know, it's kind of like a hokey, you know, catch all term for, for this, like, it's basically the force. Yeah. You know, it's it's something that we see in a lot of, like, science fiction or fantasy where there's just, like, some sort of magic essence or life force or, or whatever, some overriding thing for the universe. Uh, and in this case, it's what lets the Guardians, you know, 
shoot lightning out of their hands and, and revive when they die and things like that. Um, and, and so losing that at, at, in like the opening mission of the game sets this tone of just like, this game is going to be about struggle and it's going to be a fight and it's going to be, you know, fighting uphill and not really having a lot of allies and you don't really know what's going on. But then it just throws all that shit out the window, out the window, like 10 minutes later. You know, uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into spoilers here. I'm not gonna spoil like the entire story for everybody. Um, but like 30 minutes after they make this huge deal about how nobody has light anymore and everybody can die, you take a mission where you go get your light back and now you can't die anymore. And it's just like, well, there's, oh, okay. There goes all the drama, I, I, I guess. Yeah, there goes half the drama just right out the window. It was a great idea. You pitch that out. Um, you know, and then you hear this constant like wavering and 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 um and kind of thoughts about like mortality and and you hear fear from these like big characters that were never scared before because they're these immortal warriors and yada 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 and um and they have all of these like amazing potentials to tell all this amazing potential to tell stories and they just kind of like nah fuck that like you it's just get your power back go fight the big bad guy and win. Um, and it just becomes this very rote, very mechanical, like good beats evil, uh, in a way that, that kind of squanders like some really amazing storytelling opportunities. Um, you never really see or hear from the, the game's big, bad evil, like as much as you would want to. Um, it just, it, it was, it was weird. It was, it was weird to see them correct so many of destiny's biggest mistakes um, and then still fall into like some of the same problems that, that people were hitting them on, where it was just like, you're telling us that these characters are evil, but, like why? Like the, the final boss of Destiny 1 was literally three robots and then a giant black orb. And it's just like that, are, are you serious? Like, and, and so then to see them kind of make the same mistake this time again, where it's like the... I'm not going to break down all the details of, of like, you know, like I said, I'm not going to spoil everything with Destiny. Uh, too, but they the the final encounters are similarly underwhelming. Uh, I will say that much. Um, How long did this, good, like, the actual campaign take? It probably took me ten, somewhere in the like ten to fifteen hour range. Um, but that's mostly because I was exploring a lot. I was I was going off and doing the uh, adventures and lost sectors, um, which are both new activities they added this time around. <laughs> Um, in the first Destiny, you would uh, there was story missions, and then you could go into uh, each zone, like Earth or the Moon or uh, Venus or fuck, what was the other one? Mars, I think. Oh, okay. I think it was my, <laughs> I think it was Mars. <laughs> um, was the fourth one? It was either Mars or Mercury? I can never remember which. It, no, it was Mars because Mercury they're adding with the first Destiny two expansion. Um. But, so you would go to the different zones and you could just kind of, like, grind for loot. Just kill the random enemies you saw and that was it. Uh, and so this time around, they've padded that out a bit more. There are the story missions and there are still the patrol missions. Uh, but there's also uh, adventures, which are, uh, you, you go to these different flags that are spread throughout the world that essentially kind of, like, act as starting points for, for that um, adventure. Uh, and it's like a smaller quest. They Whereas, like, most story missions take 
usually somewhere anywhere between 20 minutes and an hour, depending on like how good you are, how many times you die, you know, how thorough you're being, that sort of thing. Uh, the adventures tend to top out at like the 20 minute mark. It'll be like, okay, you'll get a little bit of store like backstory about something else that's going on in the world. Um, like the one that one of the ones I did most recently was leading up to the raid where, uh, you like you get word that some of the cabal factions have started to receive mysterious transmissions from somewhere out in space. And so you like go to one part of the map and like scan some communications rig or whatever and, and you know do some fighting and uh, then go off to another part of the map and get a little more piece of the story. And essentially it like bridges a gap between the end of the campaign and where the story picks up with the the first raid, which went live uh Two weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. About two weeks ago. No, last week. Not two weeks ago. Two weeks ago was the game. Uh, so the raid went live last week. And so you have those little adventure missions that kind of bridge that gap. Uh, and then Lost Sectors are um, even smaller experiences. It'll be like while you're exploring the world, you'll see this like mysterious shape painted on like walls and things like that. Uh and they indicate that, like, nearby is basically a dungeon. It's like, you know, you'd be in Skyrim and, like, occasionally you'd just see, like, a little cave that you could go in and there'd be, like, four or five guys in there and you'd kill them and there might be, like, a sword or something. Yeah. Uh, it's that. It's basically that kind of same thing, but for Destiny. Like, you'll see it, you'll find a little cave or a little nook or cranny or something nearby, go inside. There'll usually be 10, 15 enemies and, like, a mini boss. And then at the end of that, you get a little treasure chest that sometimes has some decent loot in it. Um, and so they have those to kind of help give more life and more activity to the world. Um, and they also have, uh, a more diverse palette of like, uh, public events and patrol missions and, and things of that nature. Like they've definitely come up with more activities to do. Um, but they, they all kind of fall flat after a while. Like the thing that a lot of people are starting to run into at this point, And it was the thing that I struggled with when I was writing the review, uh, is that there's not a lot of end game content. Yeah. You know, like I mentioned... Uh, especially if you're not into of, PvP. Yeah, especially if you're not into PvP. Um, you know, we're, we're two weeks removed from launch now, and like, granted, yes, I have played a lot more Destiny 2 than most people, uh, because this is one of those times where I'm lucky enough for it to be my job. Yes. Um, you know, but it's... It's one of those things where, like, even people who don't have that luxury are already running out of stuff to do. You know, you once you hit that, once you hit level 20, which, based on trophy data and achievement data, something like two-thirds of the community is already at the level cap uh, with at least one character. Some people have already done it with, like, two or three characters. Um, then it's like, okay, so I'm at the level cap. Now I have to grind to light level 265. But that's only if you're interested in doing the Nightfall and the raid. Uh, if you're not interested in either of those activities, Destiny 2 is like done for you after about 10 to 12 hours. Um, if you're into the raid and things like that, then it's like, okay, you, you can grind and do those things and uh, get some more time out of those activities. I spent probably about a dozen hours on the raid over the last week. Um, so you can definitely start to pad that count. But even still, you're getting to a point where a lot of people are like, okay, I'm kind of out of things to do. And I'm not interested in grinding for another three years like I did with the first Destiny. Um, And so it's in kind of a weird space right now where I had to kind of think about like, okay, if any other shooter did all of the things that Destiny is doing, 
I would certainly give them at least an eight. You know, to, to have like the sprawling open world environment and not just one but four of them, to have the strikes and the nightfall and the raid and daily missions and weekly missions and clan stuff, like all the different things they bundle into it. Destiny is clearly like a game that justifies its $60 price tag. But it is kind of like you said, where it almost, to, to people who have played a lot of Destiny already, it feels more like an expansion than a, a true next game. And I think mm-hmm. part of that is because some people, like, I got all of those hours that I just listed out of different activities and whatnot. I saw people talking about hitting the level cap in two or three hours, just grinding for experience with buddies. Like, they would just go to Titan and, and run back and forth between the hand, like two or three public event spawns there and just do those for a couple of hours now they're at the level cap. Um and I saw somebody the other day start a Reddit thread where they were talking about being on their fifth run through of the campaign. And it's just like, that's, that's not enough content to sustain a community. Yeah. Um, you unless know, they, so it's unless they're doing something. I mean, the first raid came out already, but yeah. one, they haven't that even given word on the next one. Right? No, no. And, and the first time around, it was basically, you would get a raid with every major release, you know, with the base game, with each expansion. Uh, and they do have an expansion set for, uh, December, um, but that's like well, I guess I, I don't even think they've said away. December yet. But yeah, they, they said like holidays. So you figure November, December. Uh, but yeah, like you said, that's that's several months, um, and there's just not a lot else happening. You know, so it's in kind of this weird space now, where it's like, are has Destiny peaked? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, this is interesting because, like, my cousin is a big Destiny fan. He played the first one a lot. And he's been, like, the second one coming out, he was trying to convince me all summer to go buy it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not buy it because I'm not a big <laughs> first-person shooter. If anyone knows me, you know I'm not. So, you know, we, we got a copy of the Xbox version in the office. You know, I played it for, like, three, four hours with Bob. And, you know, as someone who never played the first one, I was like, okay, I get it. But it's nothing, nothing differentiates itself from like Call of Duty or from like Halo or, you know, all those other games where it's just yeah. like, okay, this is just that, the same thing repackaged in, with, in a new universe, you know? Yeah. And, and like, it did nothing for me. Like, I do not want to sit here and play this game anymore. <laughs> That's pretty That's, much I how I really felt. interesting because in, in my head, I figured. Destiny 2 was almost for people like you, people who hadn't played the first one and maybe were... And granted, yes, obviously, like you said, first-person shooters already really aren't your thing. Um, But I do find that curious because one of the things that really stuck out to me, um, I interviewed Activision's CEO the day before uh, Destiny 2 went out. Yeah. And one of the things that that he really stressed... Uh, was that they re the, the part of the reason why they re kind of did a reboot this time around was they wanted to bring in more people. Like, yes, they recognized like the structural issues people had with the first game and they knew that they needed to make changes. But part of the reason why they were so willing to go the like complete reset route and make people create new characters and kind of start the story from a, a square one again and things like that was because they thought that it would open the game up to more new players. Yeah. Um, and, while that may be true, it sounds like at least of the the, the person on our podcast that is new to <laughs> Destiny 
It's just kind of like, yeah, uh, that's still the same game I didn't want to play three years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, oh, that's interesting. But then, like, actually, like, I was just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's my predilection on, on first-person shooters or what have you. But, like like I said, like, I was there. I was playing with Bob, who's play, who played the first one. So he was kind of, like, giving me backstory on things and, like, teaching me mm-hmm. how, to, how to play, pretty much. And I was just like, okay, I get it. And I guess if you're not into, like, the PvP or, like, the really online, let's group up and do this sort of thing. Then Destiny's really not the game for you. Yeah, no. It's, and and I get why. I'm sure it will bring in new people, you know, who mm-hmm. like, nah, I'm going to skip it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But, like, for people like me who are like, nah, I, don't, I need, like, a single player experience where I don't need to be constantly online to get the most out of this game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think those but, are my problems think- with games. And the weird thing is, I feel like they have kind of failed both of those groups. Yeah. Um, because if I if I stop and think about it, I don't know. Like, I finished the entire Destiny 2 campaign by myself. Like, because it's just... I'm like you with a, in a lot of cases. That's how I tend to play those kinds of games. Like, yeah, we'll group up for strikes or raids or whatever because you can't do that stuff solo. But... I did all the story missions by myself because I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to play with other people. Yeah. Um, and, and had those uh, instincts um, kind of validated when I did start playing with character with with other people because I heard more hate speech and and homophobia and just general awfulness during the twelve hours I spent in Leviathan than I have in like the last year of playing games. Yeah. And I play fucking Dota. <laughs> <laughs> Like it was, it was just all f word this, n word that, you know, all just like all kind. And I'm just like this, guys. Like people aren't even mad at each other. It was, it was people yeah, who were like, like in good moods. And it's just, those are just the words they use. And I'm yeah, like, I don't yelling. This at isn't the, cool. AI and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was, like a bunch, it was a bunch of little PewDiePies like getting mad because they were dying, and, oh, and it was just like, man, this is this is disappointing. <laughs> you know, another aspect of it was. Um, you you can speak to this more than I can, but mm-hmm. like I was, we were trying to do the raids, right? When the when the raid came out last week, mm-hmm. um, but if you didn't have enough people, you couldn't do it or something. Yeah, like, they, they that, don't have matchmaking. Like like what the you hell is to, that? Like you need to be fa- no. To to be fair, you, I did um I did the raid with pickup groups with three different pickup groups because there there always are that anyways people there's a there's a recruitment tab in the companion app that it's supposed to be for like strikes and the nightfall and stuff that people just use to organize raid groups and there are like online websites that people do the same thing uh, so I used some of those and was able to find three different groups to to kind of run the different parts of the raid with. Um, and, and you see very quickly why it is that De- why Bungie would prefer that you do this content with people that you know. Like it requires yeah. very close coordination, very regular communication, um, and so you end up like if you're trying to do it with random people, you end up building a rapport with these people just because you're beating your head against the wall so much that like you have to figure out like common ways of communication that everybody will pick up on quickly. Um, so like I get why they don't have matchmaking and why they would want to make it a little more involved to get into those groups. Um, But you need more, like once those groups start to organize, they need more content. 
Like, I spent a dozen hours on Leviathan because I was playing with people I'd never met before and had to, you know, meet them and, and figure out, okay, is your strategy the strategy I've been using? How does yours differ from mine? What do I need to do to fit into your team? Mm-hmm. Or, or vice versa, you know, as you bring new players in. And so you would be like, you'd be 80% of the way through a, a, a encounter. Like, there's a, there's a room called the Gauntlet. Um, that's like the second to last room in Leviathan. And and, and it's really uh, requires a very close level of coordination, despite being what most people think of as like one of the easier encounters in there. Like there's four different pillars spread around the room. uh, And every, like you have six people on your team, there's four pillars. So you have to have a person on each pillar uh, that lowers them down. uh, And that starts the fight. So all these enemies start coming in the room and everybody has to kill them. And once you've killed a certain, like two or three waves of enemies, it spawns uh, these guys. Or it spawns two bombs on either side of the room. So now the two leftover members of your team have to go get those bombs, which transports them inside of a ring that is like going around the main like fight area. Okay. Uh, from there, they can each see two three by three grids that have a symbol above it and a red ring on one of the circles. They have to call out the symbol and which row that circle is on so that the people on the pillars can shoot arrows that accompany each grid to allow you to get through that space. And you have to do that three times to get them around the whole circle to fully charge their bomb. Then they put their bomb back in the middle. Then you have to redo that whole process three or two more times once there are six bombs, then everybody goes inside the circle and is put on a countdown timer and has to finish the circle while collecting orbs uh, from the grid. And there's there are four orbs in every grid and six members of your party. So you have to have communication of like, okay, here, these two people aren't getting it from this one. These two people aren't getting it from that. And so it's you can see how like it requires such coordination and the fact that if you die at any point in this, you're starting the entire encounter over. Like yeah. You can see why they would want you working with people you know or people you're willing to get to know. Um, but like I said, I spent 12 hours with that because I was playing with three different groups of people that I did not know. People who've been playing together since Vanilla Destiny finished that encounter in six hours the first time. Which means, and I saw over the weekend, some one group had already beat Leviathan in 30 minutes. Wow. Uh, and so if we already have that drilled down to like an hour or two encounter, it's like, okay, clearly the top tier PVE stuff isn't going to be what holds us. So then it's like, okay, well then you look at, is there enough story stuff to keep people entertained? Well, people are finishing the story in anywhere from five to 10 hours. Some people like me stretch it out a bit further, but the answer is no, not really. And it's like, okay, so... What about PvP? That kind of sustained Destiny 1. Maybe the PvP is really good this time. People hate the Crucible in Destiny 2. (laughs) Uh, They changed it from 6-on-6 to 4-on-4, which forces... It it takes a lot of the chaos out. Like, it it was never a game... It was never as fast as Call of Duty, Mm -hmm. which, you know, has more players and smaller environments, and it's, like, it's designed for that very chaotic style of, of shooter gameplay. Um... But Destiny 1 felt similar. Like, when you have 12 people running around these maps that aren't necessarily huge, you did feel like you could kind of play a more run-and-gun style. 4-on-4, it's basically forcing teams to stay together, to work together, to focus down targets, to try flanking maneuvers and things like that. Which is great if you're super competitive about your competitive 
you know, content, if you're on the competitive playlist, you're trying to get ranked, that sort of thing, then you probably love that level of teamwork. But for people who just wanted to hop in, like, do a couple of quick matches real quick while they, uh, you know, drink a couple beers or hang out with their friends or, or what have you, we're like, hey, man, this is requiring a level of focus and intensity that, like, I did not want, that I don't appreciate. Uh, and so there were a lot of people really unhappy with that aspect, too. And so now I'm just looking at it like, okay, they they did step up and and start building upon things that were problematic the first time around. But did they maybe start on that process too soon? Mm. You know, it, it almost it feels like they're still addressing problems from the first destiny and not just continuing to grow from where destiny was by the time we finished with Rise of Iron. In 2015? 16? I think it was 16. Um, But yeah, so it just... Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, you were already kind of at Destiny 1.5. By the time Destiny 2 was done, we should have felt like you were at Destiny 2.5. Yeah. And in in, in, what in reality, it feels more like 1.75 or 2. Like, you have continued to evolve the formula. Just... Maybe not in a way that justifies sixty dollars from people that have already given you a hundred plus. Yeah. So it's more like, like you said, it's like a, a Destiny Zero. It's like a reset and like a reboot, yeah. and it's just like, okay, we're doing this. We're, we're gonna try uh, try it again, sort of thing. Like we're gonna try this again, and you know, add a little more things here, change the change it up a bit. Um, like you said, address the things that people didn't like about the first game. But yep. again, like this is just not enough, and you gave it an eight too. Which is interesting. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I still, it, it's one of those things. It's like I said, uh, the way I kind of thought about it at the end of the day was like, if Wolfenstein came out and had all of the features and all of the content and all of the things that Destiny Two has, yeah, I would give that an eight or a nine because it's a lot. It is a lot for a shooter. Part of the reason why we have such high expectations for Destiny Two is because of how high Destiny One set that bar. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. But it, we're kind of hitting it. We're getting to a point now where I'm like, okay, objectively, I can recognize that Destiny Two is a very well built game. the The art quality is there. They've clearly put more time and effort into the writing, into the storytelling, into the presentation. Um, I don't necessarily like all of the mechanical changes, and it sounds like I'm not alone on that, uh, which gives me some concern because I'm just like, all right. Three years from now, are they going to be fucking rebooting Destiny again with Destiny Three? You know, like I, I don't want to do I don't want to do this shit every three years. Um, but the like the raid was so good that it gives me hope for the rest of it. Okay, that's good. Um, and that's that's kind of what helped me become more okay with that score. It was like I had I had so much fun while listening to these twelve year olds say things that should get them hit in the mouth that. It was just like, all right, even with all of these other things that I'm just like, I don't want to listen to these kids. I don't want to, like, I don't know if it should have taken so long to get to Leviathan. I don't know if the crew, like, there are plenty of other things I'm not certain about. But I had so much fun in that raid that I'm like, all right, if they have more of this coming, I'll deal with the rest of it. Yeah. But that's the problem, too. It's like how long in between you have to wait. Yeah. And and how many people share that? that opinion you know i mentioned earlier that like trophy and achievement data shows that you know two-thirds of destiny players already have uh, at least one character at the level cap Mm -hmm. but like let's pull up the destiny two trophies real quick 
And I know over the weekend, only 2% of people had finished the raid. So there could be a pretty big gap in between the number of people looking for a good single-player shooter and looking for the experience that, like, the people who are happiest are getting. Yeah, that's the thing, too. It's like the the level cap is so low to me. Because in, yeah. in, the, in the short time we was, were playing, we were... Yeah, I, I know. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I even knew that. And I didn't even play this thing. I knew that was 30. I'm like, the level cap's only 20? When I heard that, I'm like, that's it? And then, like, we, yep. we, we went through some of the story, like, for, like, three, four hours. And we were almost at, I think we were already at 10. And I'm like, oh, yep. my God. It's like, yo, we're yep. going to hit that level cap real quick. You hit it really fast. That's nuts. Um, and, yeah, like, and, and don't get me wrong, there are other things that help, too. Like, they added guided games this time around, which is, it, it's close to a matchmaking system. Um, I've already, I used it for the Nightfall, actually. What it, Essentially, what guided games are is uh, clans can sign up to escort people through. Like, they, Bungie noticed that after Destiny came out, uh, two new subreddits popped up. There was one called Crucible Sherpas and one called, I think, Raid Sherpas. <laughs> um, but it was people who were just had played so much Destiny and were so comfortable with like its hardest content that they didn't mind leading other people through it and, and yeah. kind of making up the ground they would lose by taking less experienced players. Uh, and Bungie was so fond of that idea, they added Guided Games, which is a... It kind of formalizes that and rewards those clans for doing so. So you can have, like, for the Nightfall, which is a three-person um, activity, you'll have two members of a clan that sign up and they, or that hop into the queue as, I think, guiders is what it ha- or guides as, as how they queue. And then for people like me, who I at the time I didn't have a clan or anyone that I was playing with, um, so I was like, okay, well, I'm in need of a group. So you queue up as a seeker, and then it just, like, takes one, it takes a seeker and two guides, matches them, puts them in the Nightfall, uh, and then you just complete it together like you would a strike or any other content. Um, the goal there being that, you know, people who are solo players can see more content and then also potentially have a positive enough encounter with that clan that maybe they even join the clan and now they have friends. Like, it, it's a it's a pretty solid idea. Um, and they've, they've introduced, uh, they've already um, opened up the guided game queue for Nightfall. And so because of that, it's currently at a 38.5% completion rating, uh, at least on PlayStation. Okay. Uh, the Leviathan raid is currently at ten percent. <laughs> okay, so there's a lot of people. So there's a lot of people still needing to get through all the content. Um, you know whether they're still in the story mode or what have you. Yep. So. But another telling thing is that of those ten percent of players that have already finished, um, or actually, is it ten or five? Because now, like when I hover over it, it gives me a different number. So it's either 5 or 10%, depending on which of these two numbers I'm to believe. Uh, but then half of those players have already finished the prestige version of one of those activities. So like the, the hardest version of the already hard thing. Mm. So yeah, like it, it really shows that, you know, there is a, it's a relatively small contingent of people who are willing to drill down into Destiny this far. And of that small contingent, half of them are already done with drilling all the way down. Yeah. So it's like, all right, I'm really happy with where things were at the end of the raid, but they have to release more content. And it sounds like they're going to. That was, you know, I mentioned talking to, to Eric Hirschberg the day before the game came out. And one of the things that he really emphasized um, 
was that they want to have more frequent content. He wouldn't talk about like how frequently with me. He wouldn't lay out any sort of like DLC schedule or anything like that. And I definitely pressed him. He he got a little irritated with me at one point. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he uh, he did say that that it is very important to to both Activision and Bungie that they have more content this time. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm hopeful. You know, I, I'm definitely there, there is at least enough here. Like at the end of the way I look at it is like at the end of Destiny One, I I went from being very hopeful about the franchise to being very cynical about it because I had expected all of this stuff and then it didn't really live up to expectations and I was like, well, this is stupid. Um, but conversely, this time around, it was like I was coming into it and I was like, there's no way that they're going to meet my expectations. Like everyone has such unrealistic expectations for Destiny at this point. There's no way, and it met a lot of them. It does still have problems. Some of those problems I'm not sure I would have noticed if I hadn't crammed like 60 or 70 hours of Destiny into a two-week period. Um, but it's it's a pretty solid game. Like it, It's the kind of thing where like if you do enjoy playing games with friends, I, I would be hard-pressed to come up with a better one to play with, yeah. than a better game to play with than, than this. Okay, that's good. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you um, time and that's pretty good. Yeah. Now that our Destiny half hour <laughs> has concluded, at least until they put out more content, uh, you've been playing quite a few games. They have you inundated with fighting games over there. I know. Like, I, I was bombarded with three different fighting games over the weekend. Um, I had Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, then I had Pokemon Tournament DX, and then I had the, I got into the closed beta of Dragon Ball Fighter Z. And so so let's let's start with the one that I think will take you the least time, which is probably DX. Yeah, Pokken tournaments or Pokken tournaments still a good game. It's still a good game. It's pretty much just support, and you know I gave it a, a seven point five because that's literally what it is. It's the same good game. Uh, you know, it's just support. I wish they gave more new characters. Like they finally gave us the DLC from the arcade version of the game into this one. They never gave it for the Wii U. So you had those four characters, and then they gave you one ex- like exclusively new character. So that's five new characters. But I wish they gave you like more, because even though we already knew, like this is just released the other four for DLC on the on the Wii U, even though no mm-hmm. one had it. But you know what? What can you do? Um, otherwise, they gave you like enough to do, like because the story mode is pretty repetitive and and like linear and just you know whatever. I wouldn't have even expected there to be a story mode. Like, it's, it's like like almost the story. I wouldn't even call it a story mode. It's just like their story mode is just like one long arcade mode. That's oh, okay. literally what it is. And it's like the old Mortal Kombat stories where it's just like a, a tower and that's it. Yeah, but it's like this is like leagues and like, oh, you need to like get a certain rank in this league and then, you know, get promoted okay. to the other league and like, okay. And then it's like some sort of a story in, behind it all. But it's pretty repetitive. It gets repetitive after a while. But they do give you, like, daily challenges now. So you can, like, it helps you grind better, like, your, your level. And when you say daily challenges, do you mean, like, a, like is it go beat this Pokemon? Or is it, like, perform well, this move a certain number of times? Well, well, or like... t- okay, let me, there's two different things. There's the daily challenges where they say, okay, here's a, a team. They already give you an AI team. And they give you a team you have to use instead of the team that you normally would okay. pick. So it's like, okay, you need to fight them with these Pokemon that you probably would never have picked. So that's, like, interesting. And if you if you win, you get to level up those Pokemon that you never normally wouldn't. So it's pretty good in that, in that's that actually, aspect. That's, 
That's a really neat idea. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So that's like a daily thing that you could do to log in every day. And another thing, like what you said, where it's like these cards. This is like only in the story mode where they say it's like a, a like a bingo card. And if you like you support Pokemon six times or if you perform a hyper move ten times, you can unlock that bingo spot. And it'll give you, like, money or it'll give you, like, clothes to customize your character kind of thing. Oh, cool. um, so, like, the, so um, you know, it sets, you know, gives you incentives to do certain things that you normally wouldn't do. So, that's pretty cool. And then, like, the newest aspect of it is, like, the team battling now. Where instead of one-on-one, you could do three-on-three. But it's not like you can, like, switch in in the middle of a fight. So, it's just like you lose, you get the next one. They lose, you get the next one. So, it's when all three are defeated, you win. Okay. So that's pretty much the basics of it. And, like, they shored up online where, like, the matchmaking is, like, more specific to what you want to do. Just, like, or you could, like, spectate now. It's like, well, I only want to see players who play as Charizard. And then you can, like, input that and it'll only give you games that are just playing with Charizard, you know? That's probably pretty useful if you're trying to, like, learn a a special ability or how to use a character. Exactly. So that's, you know, so the little minor upgrades are pretty neat, but it's pretty much just a port. So it's like I always said that I actually kind of, like, refer to my Wii U review of the game for a lot of it. Because it's like nothing else has changed. Like, the fighting is still the same. It's pretty good. Pretty good still. Um, But that's really what it was. Just, like, it's a port. If you missed it, pick it up. If you like the first one, you'll like the second one. You like this port, so that's pretty much what it was. And on the Switch, is nice. Like, it, it feels, it looks good on the handheld version of it. So, it's like, I, I always get amazed by how the Switch works. <laughs> Where it's just like, yeah. holy crap, I'm playing this on, in like a, like a Game Boy. It's like nuts to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to I, I'm definitely getting to that point where I'm probably gonna get one soon and like I, I'm sure that the first time that I'm on like a, a plane or something and it's just like I'm playing a fucking console game right now. <laughs> like That's what I'm saying. It c- c- cracks me up every time. I'm like I'm playing on my bed and I'm just like playing this fighting game that was on the Wii U. So it's pretty much you're playing the Wii U on your on your you know, on a on a handheld. And that's yep. pretty freaking sweet. Um but yeah, that's that's pretty much Pokemon Tournament. Um, what about uh? I know the the Dragon Ball Fighters beta was pretty popular this weekend. Would you uh? Would you think of that? Oh, that game is so good. That's that I can't wait for that game to come out next year. And it's like I I was I've been having internet troubles lately, <laughs> so like my experience was not as crisp as other people. Like I had a lot of lag and like connective issues for me. That's unfortunate. Yeah, but like I had enough. I, I got enough out of it. And, like, I had a busy weekend. Like I said, I had to do two reviews, and I had family over over the weekend and stuff like that. So I didn't get as much time with it as some people. But mm-hmm. I definitely had enough time where I was just like, yo, this game is legit. going to be crazy. And, like, it just mixes, like, Marvel vs. Capcom, like, assists and switch-ins with, like, this chaotic style that's, like, blaze blue in a way. Mm-hmm. And and it looks – and you've seen the trailers, and it's just, oh, like, God. the, the it anime. Oh, so good. It looked just like the anime. They had, like, the Japanese actors and everything. So it's, like, so... You're like, yo, I'm watching this game. Like, I'm watching a show. And, like... What's this- crazy to me is is how much, like, nostalgia it manages to bring out because mm-hmm. of that. Like, there's... Uh, the thing that I saw most recently was um, when Gohan does his super move. And it's the it's the shot from when he's fighting Cell. Like, yeah. he does the one-armed... And you his know, Kamehameha or whatever, yeah. and Goku's, like, spirit is behind him. I'm like, I know what that's from. <laughs> that's, they did such a good job. Like, the, the the camera direction. Like, I don't know whoever directed this game. It's like, 
masterful. Like, I love performing like Cell's giant Kamehameha that he does because just like the it like zooms in on his face and he says like this crazy line in Japanese and it kind of pans out and like rolls around him while he's charging up and then he throws it. I'm like, yo, it's like the direction of it. <laughs> Like, just, like, the camera directions of these are insane. Like, I, I don't know. It's really well done, and they, they put a lot of thought into this. Um, I'm a, Like, there's a story mode that's going to come out, thankfully, because they, like, they teased it, and then they teased yeah, they're going full story with this one. Yeah, I'm hoping it's, like, extensive story, because they, like, introduced a new character, Android 21, and I always like the androids, but... Um, I hope there's a lot more to this because I'm hoping it's not just like I'm going online, that's it, kind of thing. Even though it's not, it's not a bad thing, but like yeah. I don't, know, I don't know. I just hope there's something else to it. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely in that same boat. Like, there's, you know, it, kind of in the same way that you generally don't, you know, you're generally not a big first person shooter guy. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of that way with fighting games. Like, it's, it's fun for me to watch Evo occasionally or to see like such high level, you know, super high level play that I just couldn't accomplish. But because I don't have the time to master those games or the desire to play them online against other people, a lot of times I just kind of skip that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I can skip fighters. Like, it just looks it looks so great. And I'm just going to have to hope that the story mode is good enough to keep me entertained. Yeah, one thing I was, like, afraid of was, like, okay, like, the, the beta had, like, 14 characters. It was pretty good. But, like, four of them were Super Saiyans. Like, you had Goku, Vegeta, oh. Trunks, and Gohan. And I'm like, I hate when they, I hate when they reskin for that. But but like they're not really reskins. Like I wish I had more time to like really get into what makes each one special. But you, so you, like, you could tell they're special. Is different than regular Goku. No no no. Like you're Goku. I don't, I don't know. You weren't Goku. Like you picked Goku and you're already Super Saiyan. You know what I mean? Like I'm uh -huh. sure I'm sure there's transformations in the game, but I'm pretty sure you're just starting off as Super Saiyan Goku. But but. I mean, like, between Goku and Vegeta and how they fight. And, like, how Trunks yeah. and Gohan fight. And they, they fight differently. Like, definitely Trunks is easier to p pinpoint because he has a sword and you're using a sword all the time. So that's pretty cool. Um, like, Gohan, from what the little I just played with him, a lot of jumping around, a lot of air aerial moves. And uh -huh. then Goku is just, like, an all-around balanced fighter. And Vegeta He's Ryu, more, basically. Yeah. And then, like, Vegeta's, <laughs> like, a little more power-based, I guess. Um but there's never, like th those are the things I, I worry about with every fighting game. It's like okay, everyone feels the same, and this game yeah. didn't feel that way. Like everyone that felt something unique. you really have to worry about with with Dragon Ball as well because of just the whole nature of like everyone yeah. throwing projectiles. And... Exactly, and some 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 characters like have the same ones, but they they differentiate them enough. Oh, one thing I noticed though, I don't know if it's true, but this is something I just noticed. Um, it's crazy because they didn't give you like a tutorial in the closed beta, so you just they just threw you into fighting, and you're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So I was trying to figure it out on the <laughs> on the fly, and I was like, they had like five different sessions of this closed beta, so I think I got in on the third one. It was like because they like started like mad early in the morning on a Saturday. I'm like, I ain't getting yeah. up for this, so I did it like Saturday <laughs> afternoon one. I had a Saturday afternoon session, so some people already been playing, so they already kind of figured it out. So I'm online, I'm trying to the brakes off you. Yeah, so I'm just trying to. I'm, like, I'm trying to switch. I can't even switch. How the hell do I switch? And, <laughs> but it, it was nuts though, because like they have like the the power meters on the bottom, like a Marvel, like a lot of uh, fighters do. Um, yep. I felt like the their move sets changed when your your power level goes up. 
So if you're getting beat down and you're going all, like, I think it's like seven was the max bars you can do. Like, uh-huh. like certain inputs would change with every bar. It was like some weird. That's cool. Like I was like, I don't know if I was, that's true or not, but that's how I, I took it. Like I'm like, okay, I I learned this projectile move with Gohan, whatever. But then when I had a different bar, I'm like, oh wait, that's not the move. It's a different move now. And I was just like, that that's cool. So it's like, I hope di- that's the way it works, because yeah, that would be. That would add such a different layer of strategy yeah. of like, oh, I've got to get damaged to like the move set that I like, and then try and just fucking haul off on somebody. Yeah, I think that's I think that's how it works. I could be totally off, but that's how I felt. Like unless I'm just putting it wrong, but I was just like, all right, so I'm just you know half circle right X, and it's like a Masenko, but then when I had at like a base power, but then I had a three power, three three gauge, and it turned oh. into something else, and I'm like. What the fuck? <laughs> that's really cool. I really hope that that's. I hope that that's it. And I think so. Just have like a weird glitch or something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like, yo, that's pretty dope. If that's the case. Because it would it would make sense if you think about it. Like the whole the whole thing for the Saiyans throughout the entire show was that like they got stronger and adapted throughout the course of a fight. Yes. So like it would totally make sense that as Gohan got more beat up, that he would have like different powers and different moves and different things like that. Yeah, because it was one battle I was with Frieza. I'm getting my ass beat, of course. And then, um, so normally, I, like, I try to, like, if I hit the floor and I'm trying to do a, a kick up, like, trying to get back mm-hmm. up, like, I'm trying to, like, hit someone because they're trying to be on top of me. So I remember in the beginning of a fight, it would do really nothing. Like, I'm trying to do, like, a projectile or something, and it, nothing would really happen. It would just, like, throw a punch. But then, like, towards the middle of the fight, and I had more gauge. I actually, like, perform, like, a, a semi-special move, and I just do, like, a huge beam from the floor. Like, I'm on my knees, I'm just like, duh! And I go, holy shit! <laughs> and say, oh, my God, that's cool! That but, is really cool. So I'm that, hope, yeah, that, I hope that's the case. That game just, it, like, every time I just think about it, and, and you just kind of get that visual in your head, like, it looks so good. Like, and, and I remember thinking, like, when they... Uh, I was uh, at E3 a couple years ago when they announced the Xen- like the first Xenoverse. Yeah. Uh, and I remember them showing us footage at the time, and everybody in the room just like all of our jaws hit the ground because it was so impressive, like how good it looked and how much it looked similar to the anime, like turned into a 3D fighter. But now it's like, no, this is like they've oh, even kept the two dimensional aspect. It looks like the fucking anime. <laughs> And like it gives me like jacked up every time like I lose a fighter and then my, the next one comes in and they do like that they come in like a cutscene and they mm-hmm. go like they clash and they go backwards that happens every yep. time and that's like yo that gets you like pumped up to like fight I'm like yo okay yep. let's do this oh man that that game is legit though and I'm like I wish yeah. I had way more time with it and like my internet wasn't crappy it's drawing such huge crowds too like every convention i've been to since they announced that game dragon ball fighters always has like gigantic lines at its booth yeah it's uh, man that game is so good i think it's i think it has potential to really like take off in a way that a fighting game hasn't in a few years now i think i just think it's because it's dragon ball 1 and number 2 just the visual i think the visuals what gets it over like the gameplay aspect of it is nice but yep. it's nothing like out of the ordinary from like a Marvel vs. Capcom or something like that. Yep. But it's just the visuals are like, yo. Like that that part is the most impressive aspect of the game so far. It's just how good it looks. Yep. Yeah, that I'm I'm 
thoroughly excited for that game. I'm yeah. really hoping. Like you said, I, I hope the story stuff is good because it, it's nice to see them like expanding the lore and introducing new characters and stuff. It just yeah. needs to be, you know, just got to hope that it's in a way that makes hope, sense. And, and I hope the roster is pretty good. Like, I hope they it's 14 now, 15 if you count the new one. But there are so uh, many characters. Like, they almost don't have an excuse not to have like they 40 have 30, people in that game. Yeah, at least 30 people. You know what I mean? Like, you could, and then just do DLC if you want. But, like, yeah. 30 people should be, like, the minimum for sure. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, you should at least have 30 people. And we're at, like, we're at 15 right now. So it's just, like, yeah. you need to have, like, 30 people before this game comes out. Especially because, um, like, they've introduced so many more characters. Uh, I started watching Super, like, a, a month or two ago, maybe yeah. a little longer. And they introduced so many more. And, like, the, the roster of characters for Dragon Ball Z is up there with, like, Simpsons and South Park <laughs> and like you know shows that just have dozens and dozens of characters like there's a ton of characters for I mean they've got a guy named Nipples <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying like you even go back to like the original like they haven't even added like all the the people from the Dragon Ball Z first few arcs you know what I mean yeah they like, don't, like Bardock's not in there yet I don't no, think is he Nappa's or, not or, in there or Raditz, Raditz. Yeah. like none of those like guys are in Exactly. So none of those guys are in it. Uh, the Ginyu Force is not in this. So it's just like they don't have the Ginyu Force in there yet. No, not yet. No. Wow. So there's like so many people that can add. We'll see. Yep. Um, and that leads me to the third game, Marvel's Capcom. Did, I'm almost afraid to ask. How did it turn out? Um, way better than I expected. Like that's I, good. I gave it an eight point five. Oh because, wow! Because like, like it just, and maybe it's because I had such low expectations because. You know, the roster was weak. It's still very weak. That's, like, the, the, my biggest criticism of this game it's was, a, like, the roster. roster. That, that roster is fucking terrible. Like, it's such a bad roster. Like, people, like, are trying to, like, no, it's not that bad. And, like, when you think about it, it's not too bad. The problem I have with it is, I, I actually wrote this in my review. It's, like, there's 30 characters in the base. 24 come from the last game. And it's, like, what the fuck? That is crazy. Like, okay, I get, like, Iron Man and Cap and Ryu and Chun-Li have to be in these games. That's fine. But three-quarters of the roster, maybe, f- like, seven-eighths of this roster are fucking from Ultimate Marvel's Capcom 3. And it's like, what the hell? It's like, you all these characters. And then, and then the ones that people love, like Magneto, Doctor Doom, and Wolverine, are not even in this fucking game. Yeah, it's just, real, that was I the thing that caught me off guard. It felt like it felt like the Marvel vs. Capcom roster was like it was like they were trying to go for deep cuts, and then just like they they accomplished that, but just not any of the deep cuts anybody wanted. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know what it is because like everyone knows the deal. You know, it's no, it's no. They can they can bullshit all they want, but everyone knows the deal with that. Like. You know, they wanted more synergy with the Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That they're trying and, to downplay the X Men. Yeah, because they don't have the movie rights, so they don't want to promote them and stuff like that. And it's just like everyone knows what's going on, which makes it worse. Um, yeah, and they don't because acknowledge they that shit. It. Yeah, because they don't want to acknowledge it. So it's just like, yeah, we know what you're doing, but you don't want to like own up to it. Like, just own up to that shit. But like, how's Wolverine not in this game when he's been in every single one of them? And he's like the most famous. There are maybe two Marvel characters more famous than Wolverine. Like Spider-Man and I don't know who else. (laughs) Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I was leaving an opening there in case something wasn't coming to my head. But yeah, like, Spider-Man and 
maybe like fucking Thor because Thor was just like an actual cultural like staple you know for for years before Marvel was a thing but it was crazy uh, though like also it was like um if they didn't make that deal with Sony to do Spider-Man Spider-Man might not even be in this game you know I, I mean, mean? If, if you look at that if you look at the way they designed him he barely is it's like a weird body with like a Spider-Man head on top of I hate the voice actor too. I'm like, oh god, I'm like, this is terrible. Anyway, um, so so th- my biggest points off from this game was the roster, and you know it's funny because they they revealed it on Monday the DLC characters, um, mm-hmm. which helps a bit because it's like okay they're all brand new except for Venom who wasn't seen since the second one, but. It's funny how they told us, like, a day after they gave us the review copies, they told us, like, hey, so here are the DLC characters that we're going to announce on Monday. Don't say anything until Monday. And, like, kind of, like, and kind of, like, take keep, like, they didn't say that outright, but it was more like, hey, uh, you know, when you're making your reviews and thinking about it, like, think about the DLC that's coming. <laughs> and it's just like. Which, but even then, like, but the like, characters like, they're adding, like, what? Monster Hunter? <laughs> I mean, Monster Hunter, like, I saw the trailer today. I'm like, oh, I think it looks pretty sweet. But, like, like Black Panther was, like, a no-brainer. I'm like, okay, Black Panther, sure. Winter Soldier, sure. Black Widow was like, what the fuck? And, like, where's the Capcom characters? It's like, really? Like, there's one Capcom character. Like, we're not talking about, like, Sigma or Black Panther. Those were, like, announced a while ago. Yeah. But it's, like, three Marvel and one Capcom. It's like, wham, Capcom got like the shaft on this one. There's, like so many Capcom characters that they cut. And and the Capcom characters they used are just uh, questionable. I mean like uh, again, you got, yeah. You got Chun Li, obviously, you know, and but Ryu and, uh, and Ryu, but you don't have um I mean you don't have Ken. You don't have like Akuma, which Akuma seems like an easy shoe in for a future DLC. Universe, well, for, or for like a universe meshing story about evil characters. Like, how does Akuma not get slid into that fold? He's a demon. <laughs> that's, that's the crazy part. That's just like, the it just baffles my mind. Like, I actually was like, when I was writing my review, I'm like, oh, let me look at this roster. How many are returning? Because I knew it was a lot. But I'm like, let me actually count. There's 30 characters. 24 of them are returning from the last game. And I'm like, yo... To its credit, though, which I gave it a lot of praise for, they reworked how the returning characters actually play. So uh-huh. they kind of feel new in a way, and they kind of like feel better. Like Ghost Rider and Nova, I hated in the last game, mm-hmm. but they feel way better in this one. Like Nova was like one of my f- earlier favorites of this game, where it's like I like playing as Nova, and I hated him in the last game. So they re- and like Dante was like reworked completely. Um, a lot of a lot of like Ryu's always going to be the same. You know, Chung Lee's always going to be the same, but a lot of them were reworked. So I give him credit for that to make him feel new in a way. But just that, like, oh, the roster is so bad. And fighting games... And there's so many notable omissions. Like, even if yeah. you wanted to go with the whole, like, they're trying to focus on the MCU, where the fuck is Drax? I mean, they got Gamora, I guess, and Rocket. But yeah, they, they I thought Star-Lord, and Rocket, I thought Star-Lord like, was going to be here. How's Star-Lord in like, the game? Why Rocket? You know, like, I get, I get he's popular. But if you're not doing... It's not like... And you didn't get Bradley Cooper for it, so like, who fucking cares? Yeah, you know, <laughs> like I, I don't know. Or Groot, like you don't have Groot. In well, there? Groot's, like, Groot, Groot's like in part of Rocket's move set in this game. Oh, okay, but it's just like also known as I am merch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but like I don't know. It, that that was probably my biggest meh to this game, which is like this roster and like fighting games are really important. The roster in fighting games was like so important. 
it's arguably like half of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if if I don't like your roster, it's just like yo, why would I want to play? Else matters. Yeah, like why do I want to play this game? And like, like games like Injustice, where they bring a lot of characters back from the first one, makes sense because it's like okay, we're, we're telling a large story based in this universe, and it's a continual story. So we're just gonna do it. Marvel's Capcom is just literally just a mashup. So it's like you yep. can pick anyone; it could, doesn't have to make sense. Yep. And you choose the characters that came from the last one, and, and, and you know, talking about like Destiny Two being like a reboot. That's what pretty much Infinite is. It's just a reboot because if you go play the story mode, which is better than it has any right to be. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say like I read like I think it was like a was it Kotaku? a lot of people seem really down on the story mode. I had no problem with it. Like like it's like the beginning is like really like tedious because it's just like. I guess a tutorial, but not really. It's just like like a 10-second cutscene, fight. 10-second cutscene, fight. That's in the beginning. But then it gets like, kind of finds its legs and like the story gets going. I think I read like a Kotaku. I think it was Kotaku. It said like the story mode is like unnecessary. And I kind of beg to differ because in, in the fighting game genre right now, you need a story. Like story mode is now like kind of part of what fighting games are now. Now that Mortal Kombat's done it, Street Fighter's done it, Tekken's done it. Um, and Injustice is like, Injustice has done it so well. Doesn't it have like a dedicated comic book in addition to the game? Yeah. But like even like even the story mode in Injustice 2 is like a giant comic book I'm watching, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. that's like the that's like the pinnacle of storytelling in fighting games is Injustice 2. Like you, that's where you have to be if you want to be like legit fighting game story mode. But it, I, I, I gave it credit for like, introducing like kind of explaining the two universes combining mm-hmm. um introducing characters that make sense and like the worlds that make sense the writing's pretty eh but it's like it's a fighting game it's fine like uh, what what kind of dialogue do you really need um and just how like they, they intercut the fights are fine how they make, it's difficult like it's it's progressively difficult as you go along but like just like the Pretty much, this is, like, setting up for the rest of the franchise. Like, you can ignore literally everything before this game. But you're not going to be able to do it after this game, if that makes sense. Does it play like the old ones do? Is it still, like, an anime fighter? Or is it more like Street Fighter now? No, it still plays very, very chaotically, I guess is the best way I can describe it. Where it's just, like, it's not as chaotic as the last one. Where it's just, like, I know I used to be, like, doing, like, 50-hit combos like it's nothing. Yep. It's it's way more difficult to pull off those crazy combos now because the assists are different. Like I used to be able like to quickly assist in midair, continue combo, assist to th- like the big change is like it's not three people anymore, it's two people. It used to be uh-huh. two people a long time ago, but now they went back yeah, to two. Yeah, it was two. it was two in the very first one, right? Yeah. And then three and two and three. Yeah. And now we're going back to two, which is, I I kind of like because then you don't need to like master three characters, I guess. It makes it a little easier. It definitely lowers the bar, like, the barrier to entry. But then it, it also increases the bar because to actually pull off crazy combos takes a lot more work. Because it used to be kind of easy. Like I push up a button, assist, continue, assist, and now it's just, like, assist, but it, it doesn't really, you know, if that makes sense. Like, it doesn't really, like, you don't cut in in the middle of a combo. You kind of do, but not really. But you really yep. can't, you can't do it in the air, which I've noticed, unless someone could prove me wrong. But I've been trying to pull off air combos I used to do in the last game, and I can't with the assist. Because you assist, if I'm in the air in an air combo and I assist, the person I switch in, the person comes in on the ground. 
and not mm-hmm. in the air like it used to. So it's like you really can't continue anything. Yeah, so, and I've seen I've seen some of the like command lists for yeah. some of the longer combos people have found, and that shit is no joke. Like, there's no, you're not going to be like a casual and input like 22 commands properly. In a row. Yeah. I mean, it's never it's never been it's always been like that where it's just like these some like if you go play the mission modes and mm-hmm. they kind of try to teach you how to do these elaborate combos, mm-hmm. it's like crazy hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you really need yeah. to put a lot of time into characters to really understand frame rates and how things work and exactly when to like jump or dash or you know particularly that's the thing for me is you know i i'm certainly not good at fighting games but i can string together your average you know three to five hit combo maybe Mm -hmm. top out at like six or seven but yeah when you get into the things where it's like all right you're gonna knock the guy up in the air and then jump up and kick him and then like do a slide kick you know where you're having all these different transitions to different positions that's where i think most people definitely get lost um, my, my my it's like all about timing where it's just like for me sometimes i gotta slow down because sometimes i'm just trying to input too fast and yep. then i i mess up i mess it up but if you kind of slow down like oh okay yeah i get it but like in the heat of a battle it's kind of hard it's like oh i'm like trying to do as fast as possible trying to like yeah you try to do somebody. it before like your opponent can counter you and- exactly so it's like sometimes you you and i don't know it's just practice but i like the game overall like Maybe my expectations were so low because it looked terrible. Like, on TV, like, I watch the commercials, it looks fucking terrible. Like, I, I watch Raw and SmackDown every week, and they, they've they been blasting ads for Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. It looks fucking terrible. But if you actually play the game, it looks way better on the game. And it's, like, all or nothing, I've noticed. Like, I've... Because it's the same with, like, you know, people... We're in an era where GIFs and, and little, like, Twitch clips and things like that are pretty common. And it's like, yeah, uh, half the time that I see media related to Marvel vs. Capcom, it'll be like, like the other day I saw a gif of Mega Man Super, and that looks cool as fuck. Uh, but then, you know, you see like a close-up of like some faces during a conversation, and you're like, what happened? You yeah, know? That was the big thing with like, Chun-Li. Like when Chun-Li was first introduced, her face was terrible. And they actually literally had to patch that up before the game because people were just outraged online. I, f- I feel that way with Captain Marvel, um, you know, 3D model, I think her, like, it's weird because it looks good in 3D, but, like, when they have, like, these 2D screenshot things after a match, she looks terrible. She looks tired. Like, she has bags she, under her eyes. It looks like they took teenage Peter Parker's head and put it on adult Peter Parker's body. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, I, I it, you know, going back to the roster thing, like, the roster is fine, but you can't. And that's, that's why I call it like a kind of like a reboot. It's like, okay, maybe if you didn't play the third one, here are all the characters and they're reworked. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they'll play more like the characters. Like, Doctor Strange plays more like Doctor Doom now than they did in the first one, in the last one. Because Doctor Doom's not in this one now. So now yeah. Doctor Strange is way is the projectile person. You know, he, he kind of was in the last one, but he's definitely now the, the premier projectile character. Mm-hmm. And that was Doctor Doom. So... They kind of like, and I'm, from what I'm hearing, like Black Panther is going to play like Wolverine. So it's just like, okay, if you wanted that rushdown character who's up close in your face, it's going to be Black Panther because now we don't have Wolverine anymore. Yep. So I guess yeah, they got to figure this people. shit out. Like just hearing you say that multiple times is like, man, that's a bummer. Wolverine I mean, they, not being in the fighting game. Supposedly, like that, it's never. They someone must have said something in Capcom where it's just like, we're never going to say never to bring them for like DLC. But just, like, it's, like, ingenious, like, like a mad, like, e- almost, like, evil to be, like, yeah, well, we'll give you the characters you've been wanting, but you have to pay for them. 
And, people, and you have to pay and, for all these people, other shitty ones first. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you, but you will pay for them. And it's like, it's ingenious, because like, oh my god, you're going to make a lot of money. But it's also like, oh man, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it gets to a level where you're just like, no, how about you give me a good roster up front, and then I feel good about continuing to give you money about the expansion of that good roster. That's the thing that I feel like, it's so it seems so easy or so self-explanatory, uh-huh. but I feel like there are so many companies that when they look at like their content or, or, or something they've licensed or an IP they've created or whatever, I do feel like a lot of them look at it the way you just said, where it's they it's like you're gonna pay us for this base thing, but the parts that you want the most, you're gonna pay us for again, and it's like that's not you don't build goodwill. Like yes, you'll sell some copies. Anytime you sell Wolverine for anything, you're going to sell some fucking copies. But like the num- the the number of people that would have bought your game and these expansions if that base game was stronger is such a higher number. Like it's an exponential thing, you know? Yeah. It's like, okay, do you want 1 million people to buy it and then some subset of that to buy the Wolverine thing? Or do you want like 5 or 10 million people to buy your game and some subset of that to buy whatever comes next? Because that second one's going to be higher. Like, no matter who the other character is. I haven't really read, like, reviews for Marvel's Capcom, so I don't know, like, the consensus is. I li- I, I was pleasantly surprised. And, I, I like, I didn't read, like, reviews or I saw, like, clips, snippets of what people have been saying. And it's been mostly favorable, but I don't know scores. Um, like I said, I gave it an 8.5 because... It plays well. Um, the implementation of like the Infinity Stones in battle is pretty good. Um, the story mode is better than it has like any right to be. Um, it looks it, like you're a you're a bit on the high end, but not okay. way higher. I just pulled up Metacritic. Was it seven point five? Yeah, it's averaging a seventy six right now. Well, maybe so I gave it an eight. I don't remember. Maybe I gave it an eight. I don't know. It's an eight or an eight point five. Like, I gave GameSpot it. gave it an eight. And a few other places have given it. It seems like you're kind of in the in that middle, or like you know, right there in the pack with most yeah. people. Yeah, maybe because like I said, with users. Maybe because I, I think it's because people hated the roster. I like I I'm telling you, that's the yeah. the biggest complaint is the roster, and, and that's oh, that's always going to be the like consumers' number one thing because it's like yeah, as as people who are we're trying to write reviews and things like that, so we try and look at it with. You know, like you said, where you're like, okay, the story is really good. There's going to be more characters later. You know, you kind of look at all the different parts and go, okay, how does this compare to other fighting games or other things that, you know, in this series? But a lot of people are just like, yo, is my favorite character in this game? Yeah. No? And they're going off, and they're going off, and they're going off the TV ads, like I said, and it looks fucking terrible when you see the TV ads. It looks yeah. terrible. And it's just like, it's not, it doesn't look as bad as it does on the TV. Like, it actually looks much better. And it's like, okay, yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah, it has problems. Like, it's not the cleanest game in the world. But it's just like, I don't know. I, I think it's a step in the right direction. Yes, they are. Yo, gain. <laughs> yeah, we see a couple comments. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I mean, maybe because my expectations were so low that I gave it a higher score than maybe some people did. Like, I, I thought this was going to be a fucking terrible game. I really did. I was really, I was really concerned. Like I, I haven't followed it, and I hadn't followed the development enough to like to really be worried. And then you know, there's just the fact that it's not my area of expertise. Um, I, I got a chance to play an early build at uh, at E3, um, and I think that I think what they showed me with some of what you were talking about is that like opening tutorial part where you're like fighting like the Ultron robots on yeah. uh, Rainbow Road. 
um, <laughs> or rainbow what is it rainbow the rainbow bridge. the rainbow highway bridge rainbow whatever bridge. <laughs> on uh asgard you mean it's not a mario kart track no because like capcom like they screwed the pooch with street fighter 5 where it's like the fighting is as like what you expect it's pretty good but everything else sucked and that's how I felt about this game was going to be. It's like, okay, it's going to play like Marvel vs. Capcom. It's going to feel good. But, like, everything else that is going to be bad. Like, the roster we knew was going to be bad because we already had that. And the story looked bad. So it's just like, what else will I hang my hat on? But since the... since the uh, um, It's almost like... Since the story mode was way better than expected... It's just like okay, yeah, this game is much better, and it, and it plays well, and and the characters are are pretty well done, and they reworked the old ones, so I th- I thought it was pretty good. The online is fine, it's normal to me. Like I had no problems with the online, and yeah, I mean I mean they give you an option for ranked and casual, so you don't have to be like I'm gonna go against like a bunch of people that I'm gonna get my ass kicked with, so <laughs> or bye. So that's not too bad, but I liked it. I, I'm interested to see how they're like. Street Fighter Five, like a lot of shit, they they gave a lot of DLC for that game, so it was like pretty good. But like this game, I hope like they're just supposed to be releasing all the DLC characters before the end of the year, supposedly, which is nuts to me. That's that's a pretty fast, uh, pretty fast turnaround. I feel like those generally get like every two months or every three months yeah, or this something. Is, this is six characters. The four they announced on Monday. Oh and damn! This, what happened? No, that that the fact six characters in the next yeah. three and a half months supposedly. So that's what the the press release said. It's like, oh, we're gonna have it by the end of the year. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, you, like, I don't think people have Black Panther or Sigma yet, and those were the first two announced. I said, I don't even think those were released yet. And then like now we have Monster Hunter got the gameplay. I guess they'll be the next character. So it's like, okay, then you have three other characters. It's like, when the hell are you gonna release all this? And that makes me think that. You know, they already had these made up, and they were like, yeah, we're not going to put them in their base. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now I'm really curious. We have someone in chat just alerted us to... Conference. Yeah, I guess Nintendo had some sort of conference that people are upset about? I guess at Tokyo Game Show, I would think. If it's a diversity conference, I'm almost certain that the people who are upset are going to have very different opinions about it than I do. <laughs> Let me see. I don't see anything. That's yeah. I'm looking online now to see if there's anything we need to squeeze into the end of the show real quick, and I'm not finding a whole lot. I mean, is this you know not to let this devolve, not to let the show devolve too much into just like chat combos, because uh, that doesn't necessarily help out like our our listeners a whole lot. Um, Yogan, can you give us like a quick? Is that you got a link or a rundown or a something that you know just in case this is because I'm not seeing anything really is this just is it like is this a bunch of angry 14 year old dudes like getting mad at quote-unquote sjw's or because if so then whatever like i don't uh, i'm i'm not nearly angry enough at people that want more diversity in the industry (laughs) and by not nearly i mean i'm not angry at people who want more diversity in the industry um i I guess it's it's probably about a it's live stream it's probably like maybe like a um the gender um differences in their company i would think uh, that's that's how i'm i guess maybe weird because like the i'm seeing one 
from June where they said that having diversity was extremely important for the new Switch, but I think they're talking more about games there than... I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to look into that another time. I yeah, I guess that's I just going to have to... Maybe, it'll be, maybe that'll be next week's topic. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, Yogan, if you could get us some more information, that would be, that would be awesome. We'll definitely look into it. Um, but if that's with, with that, I mean, I, I think that was pretty much everything, right? You got, yeah. we got all, all three of your fighting games. We, uh, we had our destiny half hour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I guess that's going to be, uh, the end of the show. Um, guys, thanks so much for everybody who stopped by. We want to take a minute to say thanks to, to Yogane there in the chat for, uh, for trying to alert us to a new story at the last minute. We always appreciate, uh, feedback from anyone who's, able to follow along or listen in or uh, comes to the show later. You know, if any of you guys want to reach out, we're, we're always on Twitter. We're always, um, you can reach us via email, you know, uh, p.martinez at newsweekgroup.com, s.craft at newsweekgroup.com. Uh, our Twitters are up in the left-hand corner. There's also links for them down below uh, on Twitch. Uh, I think I've included them on most, if not all, of the YouTube descriptions and stuff as well that were definitely not hard to find on the internet. Um so yeah, you know, if you guys have any questions, comments, you want to share your own feedback about Destiny or Marvel vs. Capcom or the Dragon Ball Z Fighters beta or, or anything, something else we haven't heard of, like this Nintendo diversity thing, um, feel free to reach out uh, and, you know, hopefully we'll hear from some of you guys in the next few days and uh, we will talk to you again next week. Later. Have a good one.